Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to DC Action Hour. Awesome. Bam, bam, slam. Right. Uh, as you can see, we're all martial arts experts. Uh, welcome to the show, folks. Actually, one of us kind of is. Um, <laughs> welcome to the DC Action Hour. My name is Jeff from Super Geeked Up. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this is the show where we talk all the uh, DC Universe shows on the CW Network. So that would be Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow, and uh, Legends, but that has wrapped up for the season already. So we're going to talk the other three shows. And uh, actually, it's very exciting because we, we just got the penultimate episodes uh, so one more, only one more episode to go there. Uh, I'm using my big vocab on <laughs> the show. Anyway, one more episode to go in that seasons for the three shows. Uh, so we're getting down uh, to the wire here. Anyway, let me introduce who's joining me. Uh, as usual, my co-host, Mark Spile. Hello. Hello. Uh, oh, my God, look, you even get an applause. Wow. <laughs> wow. Geez. Uh, and then uh, as a uh, returning, he's actually was on a couple weeks ago as a guest co-host. It's Francis Fernandez. Hey, oh. Hey, how's it going? He's applauding himself. <laughs> wow, okay. Give him a round of applause. Right. About that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, of course. Uh, and if you're joining us in the live chat, of course, we love hearing from you guys and what you heard, what you like about the show is all that good stuff. We're going to talk all this past week's episodes, of course. We're also going to talk Black, Black Lightning trailer that uh, debuted earlier in the week. And, uh, oh, we do Super Tweet, of course, which we're actually going to start with right now this is a fun question we like to do before we get into all the episodes hey mark since you came up with this one what is a super tweet this week <clears throat> so because of uh the whole alien invasion on supergirl we thought it'd be interesting to hear what your favorite alien race is well hey marks what is your favorite alien race? <laughs> <laughs> um i think one of my favorites is not non-superhero wise is the klingons and i think it would be yeah. interesting it's kind of weird Legends of Tomorrow, timey wimey thing happen, and we see like all versions of the Klingons meet up, and they have to duke it out, figure out which one's the real Klingons. <laughs> right? <laughs> have you seen the new uh, the the new Star Trek uh, Discovery with the Klingons from the movie being the new Klingons? Oh wait! Oh, yeah, they released the tra- they released footage in there, a trailer, didn't they? Oh, oh, I didn't yeah. get to see that either. Wait, what is it? So they got what kind of Klingons? They're not even like the movie. They're closer to the movie, yeah. the new movie. But, uh, they're very much more alien. They have no hair. Their their heads elongated and their little uh, wrinkly forehead goes all the way back. It's pretty funky. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so, so you're saying they don't? Sorry, folks. I know we're, we're not talking about DC, but that's okay because we're talking about alien races right now. Right. Uh, they're they're not like so next gen Klingons. They're not like that. No. Nope. Looks like they're but, pulling in the Ibrams verse here. A little. I bit. don't even remember how the Klingons looked. So the Klingons look different in the new movies. I don't even remember what they look like. They do, but they have more like ridges, uh, punctures. Yeah, they're more pierced. And they're more <laughs> pierced. <laughs> so this one's like really funky. I don't know. It's gonna be kind of a weird adjustment. I'm hoping that there's an in-story explanation. I'm hoping it's like some other version of the Klingons. Like we learned that there's different uh, uh, different bloodlines or something like that, maybe. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. they actually, uh, hang on, I'm trying to remember. This one, oh, sorry, this one's set at least a little bit before the original track, right? 
10 years um, before the original series. I mean, in Enterprise, which is the most recent series before the new one, they did the whole explanation about why the Klingons changed from classic to the other ones, you know? <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to get to that too. Or... <laughs> I, I mean, it's in, it's, right. in the, it's in the prime universe, right? So it's supposed to, to be, yeah. It has to go along with, it has to fit into that, so I guess. Yeah, I, I wish, I, I'm very hopeful for this series. It looks good in general. Um, but yeah, I wish they quit doing prequels. It just, it's really yeah. tough. I really, I really wanted them to set it like ahead of next gen and DS9, although like the next century ahead or whatever. I want, I want to ship with the whole like Batman, you know, retractable armor thing like Voyager got at the end. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the, what the, the only uh, ship in the cells that went up like wings. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I, in the live chat, uh, Kerry Johnson says, good evening, folks, just in time for the new Eric Klingon discussion. He just uh, started watching. Thank you, Kerry. Uh, uh, Sci-Fi Pulse, he had actually also answered Klingons in the chat, Marks, but he said not oh, the cool. new ones. So he doesn't like the new ones in the new Trek. Um, and uh, Lister's Mate says, hey, guys, tonight I am not watching at Walmart. The last couple of weeks he's been <laughs> in Walmart while he's been tuning into us. <laughs> he's at Target. Right. <laughs> Oh, All right. Um, so uh, let's, uh, Francis, sorry, what's your choice for favorite aliens? Well, uh, Mark's kind of alluded to it with the timey wimey stuff, but Gallifreyan would probably be my favorite uh, form of alien. They look human, they got two hearts and regenerate, and they are, I mean, you know, they keep our timeline safe and, and cozy. Which is, why, Wait, is that the race that Doctor Who is? That's right. Yep, the doctor is Gallifreyan. And, uh, yeah, no, it's a really cool concept for an alien. I wish they kind of looked different, you know, they didn't look human, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's, you know, it's to make the show watchable, I guess, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. kind of hard to watch a, a weird looking alien being the hero. Can't relate, but uh, yeah, Gallifreyan is my choice for sure. Nice. Very cool. Uh, so I'm trying to, since we, we just kind of uh, came up with this question before we went on air, so <laughs> um, there's going to be so many choices I'm going to think of later. A couple of thoughts in my head are, uh, well, first, I'm going to say Ewoks, because I love the Ewoks, uh, I was just, uh, even though a lot of people hate on them. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, they're amazing, and I want to hang out in Ewok Village. <laughs> so, um, and Killer I was teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Killer teddy, teddy bears? Yeah. Killer teddy bears, yes. But no, they were, see... <laughs> <laughs> But they were the allies then afterwards. Whenever people, by the way, make jokes about the Ewoks being cannibals, they're not cannibals. They are carnivores, just like us. They eat meat. <laughs> they don't eat themselves. They eat meat. So do human beings, folks. Like, I don't know why they can't get that. I, I haven't heard that. Why I've never heard cannibal thing before. That's new. <laughs> right. I, think, I don't know. I think I've heard people joke about it before. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, anyway, but also I'll say uh, for most of Star Wars, I will say uh, the Twi'leks, uh, yeah. mainly just because, well, it is a cool race, but obviously the women are usually very attractive. Um, did, you play there, you know, did you play a character who was a Twi'lek? I do. Oh, that's good, man. Uh, and we used to have a Star Wars show that we did on our channel, and I played uh, a female Twi'lek bounty hunter. Yeah, she was pretty kick-ass, actually. She was blue. Oh, cool. <laughs> See, any, also, any, like, when you're blue or green, generally, that's also... Like any alien race, if they want to make their girls sexy, they just paint them blue or green. <laughs> well, there you go. There's the secret. <laughs> that is, well, it's Star Trek, the Orion Slave Girls, they're green, right? Oh, that's true. Well, that's Which Lister's Mato is going to love. He's, he, he always brings that up in the chat. He's going to love that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, there you go. If you uh, feel free to keep chatting away with your favorite alien races, folks, uh, or uh, if you're on, tu- on Twitter, super geeked up, you can uh, send them in there. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, this is not an answer to this question, but we were talking about somebody watching at Walmart. Anthony, uh, Sci-Fi Paul says, "I'm watching the toilet. It's the only place where I have privacy." <laughs> great. <laughs> it's just a great place to watch us. It works. Well, I don't care. This show is like coffee. It- it tastes good and helps with your your, your bowel movements. <laughs> <laughs> that the slogan for the show now? All right. Yes, that's gonna go up on the website right after this, folks. <laughs> is that what coffee, is coffee supposed to help your uh, what, yeah. your your defecating? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't drink. That's coffee, what Sheldon always says. A Big Bang Theory. So yeah. Well, it must be true, right? Oh, well, there must be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but All I right. want to start to the show. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, so Sci-Fi Balls also says Gamora. Uh, there's an, I don't. What alien race is she, though? Do, I don't think they know. They don't say. I don't know. There's too many in the Marvel universe, really. Mm, that's true. There's a lot. My my favorite Marvel one is the Scrolls. Are they the they're cool. Never, yeah, they're cool. Are they the shape changers or the scrolls, the ones that can cha- uh, change into people? Yep. Oh, that's. You got Super Scroll, <laughs> all the powers of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> all right. All right. So now that was our Super Treat question. Uh, let's go. I know we're going to talk about each of the shows and their episodes this past week. Like I said, these are the next to last episodes of the season. Uh, we're going to start with Supergirl, and we're going to turn to our guest host, Francis, to sum up what just happened on that episode. All right. Well, this is the uh, much-anticipated episode where Cat Grant returns. Now, in this episode, Supergirl grapples with whether or not to obey the president, who is played by Linda Carter, uh, Linda Carter and, as she soon find out, may also be something else, uh, and orders regarding Rhea, who um, has captured both Le- uh, uh, Lana, no, wait, Lana. <laughs> Lana, you're right. I'm thinking Lena, Lena Luther, and as well Lena. as oh yeah, and forcing an unlikely bonding. Meanwhile, Cat Grant returns to National City uh, to go ahead and take care of business there. But yeah, uh, what a uh, this was also directed by um, Millicent Millicent Shelton and written by Jessica Queller and Derek Simon. So yeah, this was a uh, was this the one, Jeff? Was this the one? <laughs> <laughs> was this it? Like? Yeah. Is this it? Yes, uh, you guessed it, sir. Okay. <laughs> Aww. Why didn't you like it? Yeah, why didn't you like this episode? Oh, uh, well, okay. I guess I'm in the minority here. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, so, you know, if you watch this show, uh, a lot of times I, I mean, I, I think Supergirl overall is better this season. I liked a lot of them. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't think this episode made a lick of sense. I honestly thought I was watching an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Um, wow. Like, nothing Ooh. made sense to me in this episode. And I actually think it's probably one of the worst ones I've ever done. Wow. Wow. Thanks. Uh, I can see where you're coming with with that. I was really surprised when Rhea's big... Her big plan was, I'm going to get the two people that... The one girl that I like and my son to marry for whatever, you know, for whatever reason. And it doesn't even really have to happen. Because all I got to do is pluck hairs from their head and turn it into a kid. And the world is good. It was just, it, it was such a screwball plan that Rhea had. Well, for to, them to get married, you mean? 
yeah, well, them getting married and making the kid and like, you know, this was the way that they were. You know, come on, babies unite everybody. I guess so. And I, that actually was that actually is the part I kind of liked to be honest with. You. I didn't even really have a problem with that part of the episode. Uh, with the with the the baby and and the child, the pretty much uniting just, all of the Daxamites. You liked Lena Luthor's wedding dress, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> the uh, well, I don't. It was actually quite elegant. I don't think it was super revealing by any means, from what I remember. Was it? That was pretty good. It was, yeah, it was tasteful. Yeah, tasteful. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, Katie McGrath's beautiful. I think she's gonna look fantastic in anything. You know, uh, I'm a fan of Lena Luther, so anything she's in is great. Um, is it? Uh, I, the whole thing about the, them trying to marry, like you know, she's so Kara's best friend and her boyfriend are being forced to get married. I actually think it's somewhat amusing, to be honest with you. Yeah, right, right. Of all the two people they could have put together, it would be those two. But I guess who else, right? Who else are they going to, you know, bring? But they never, well, I guess they couldn't because this is the big finale. I almost kind of wanted them, or maybe sometimes afterwards in the finale, to almost kind of make a joke about that, about them like, like, oh, we almost got married or something, like, you know, <laughs> play around with that idea with Kara. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. And I, maybe was it the, you know, Cat Grant felt, you know, kind of shoehorned there really a, I don't know slightly unnecessary I mean I understand that she's kind of the one that's like hey you know you can do it Supergirl we believe in you and she's kind of the, the, the cheerleader for Supergirl but I don't know it kind of felt like her character who's usually so so stern and so like uh, not cold but just kind of like you know she just kept cool all the time when she sees her fly off goes that never stops being cool. <laughs> it's like, really? Cat, that's that's your line, huh? All right. That works for me, too, I guess. <laughs> uh, let me share some chat things here. Carrie Johnson says, yep, Lena and Manel cause forced marriages work. See Ali and Nissa in Arrow. Yeah. And uh, let's see, Sci-Fi Paul says, I love the Cat Grant stuff, but the thing with the president was a bit meh. He says, anyone else think it was a bit lame how the DEO so easily accepted the president's alien identity? Uh, it was a bit quick i suppose <laughs> marshmallow helped you know soften the blow i think no yeah, yeah. maybe part of was kind of, like let's look a little bit more here. part of me was kind of wondering though like as an alien technically obviously by the laws of the united states she cannot be president <laughs> so part of it was like she really has no authority to t give them any orders whatsoever actually that's right oh, yeah. so, she, did you, say you she can't even you can't even be from a foreign country and be president of the united states well, she's born that's true was she born on earth she wasn't born on earth she wasn't born on another planet so oh yeah. like, that's actually interesting so right if she was an alien but she was born in the united states then she'd probably be okay but she did say that she was like on a planet that was attacked by Marauder. So yeah, right. so she wasn't born on uh, on this right. planet. But for some reason, that was going through my head as I watched. Like, that's not legal. You. <laughs> well, obviously. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, overall, I can see I see where you're coming from. I I did like it only because it really gave some weight to what was going on to the entire um, the entire invasion i do hate the fact that the one weakness that the dax might have is lead it's kind of like science or science where it's like hey the aliens weakness is water and we have so much of it it's kind of yeah the, their weakness is lead which is okay <laughs> fine i guess that's a, a notable weakness especially in america oh. we all got guns <laughs> <laughs> that was just, that's just so ridiculous though it's like their weakness is lead 
so the bullets. So like, oh great. So you can kill them just like anybody else. Exactly. They're not like like for me it was like <laughs> what's so scary about them except that they have super strength. Just shoot them and they're done. Oh wow, that's tough, guys. How will we defeat well, they them? Do, they do have energy guns and armor. Although their armor seemed to to not do anything. Like you shoot them a shotgun, they die. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think they should have like made it more like armor. And right, they're more like the Kryptonians, I think. They look like Mandalorians. Yeah, they kind of had that whole Mandalorian look to them. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, oh yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall, you know what? I'm turning to your side here, Jeff. Now that I kind of break it down a little oh, more, I got more. I haven't <laughs> even gotten to what I really don't think makes sense. But Marks, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, I liked a lot of the things about it. I did like, um, well, my. Julie wanted to make sure I let you guys know that she, because <laughs> she felt very passionate about it. She yeah, liked Julie is uh, his wife, by the way, folks. If you haven't watched our show before, she loved Cat's Return, how she was, uh, and her lines, like various lines, especially the line about "I hope you're still a Democrat" or something like that. <laughs> so, she did like that, and I liked the Return of Cat, even though I'm sure it's going. Some of her lines probably. Uh, we're going to be a little controversial with, with half the country. <laughs> it was it was pretty pointed. A lot of his a lot of her dialogue was pretty pointed. Just, it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, very um, there wasn't much subtext. Yeah. Going on. <laughs> um, so now I thought that Supergirl was quite naive near the end, um, and uh, was quite naive at the end about uh, you know trying to turn Terry Hatcher's character to the to the right good side again, yeah. Um, yeah. And that that held back, you know, them using the cannon. It messed everything up basically. So they could have got a shot off. Maybe it wouldn't have stopped them all completely, but you know, it was bad move. Mm -hmm. um, it made no it sense. Made a lot of sense. First off, it made no sense. Alex said, "You got to get out of there as soon as possible." No, I'm not going to do that, Alex. I'm going to go talk to the woman who we've already proved numerous times you cannot reason with uh, because well, it makes no sense. And also, Monel, I'm just going to let my girlfriend go, and I know she's going to die, but that's fine with me. See you later, Kara. She's yeah. an optimist. I mean, None of that. No, but that's there's a difference between optimism and stupidity, <laughs> right? And that yeah. was like Mark said, that was just too naive. It was it was one of those contrivances where you say we need her to be here, so we're gonna have her say this. Right. Yeah. It's the only way they can introduce like who comes back. You know, like it was the only way they can properly give a set piece to like, oh by the way, guess who's guess who's returned. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know. You're right, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I agree with both. Yeah. Mark, that's a good point about subtext now. I'm sorry, I cut you off, but no, go ahead. Uh, I find, that's one of my problems with the shit. I think the show is just too on the nose a lot of times. Um, mm -hmm. The thing about, like, they've done the whole thing, make make Dax and great again or whatever, right, multiple times now. Like, I, I got it. Like, please stop. I got it the first time. Like, and I'm fine. With, by the way, and I'm, I love making fun of Trump. That's fine. But, like, it's just too on the nose. Like, I get it, guys. Like, I get what you're doing. Uh, and then also the thing with, with Kat and, like, very clear about women's rights, which again, 100% behind, like I try to do it in my own writing and like, oh, I love writing awesome female characters. But like, for me, it's so obvious the way they do it. It's like saying like, this is what we're doing guys. Like let's hold this big banner, what we're trying to get across. For me, I feel it's only more powerful when you can do that in subtext and more subtly 
to get your ideas across to people that you're trying to convince them of, rather than try to hit them over the head with it. Yeah, I agree. And that's, they lose, they lost a lot of their subtlety this season. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the ultimates or Marvel. I don't know if you've watched it, read those comic books where they re rebooted the Avengers and a lot of that was put into the Avengers mo movies. Um, you know, the creator of that, the first two volumes of that, it was um, it may be too dark for some people's tastes or, you know, whatever, but it uh, it was subtle and how it approached it, it. It walked a fine line and certain controversial things. Um, and then when Jeff Loeb took it over in volume three, oh, he's so good. He just, yeah, well, he's normally good, but he does not good on that. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. He's one of my favorite writers actually. Yeah. And he just cranked it up to like uh, a silliness level. I think where it just uh, was like too on the nose and just too extreme and such, you know, the alcoholism of, of Iron Man was cranked up, you know, and, Black Widow like had a sex tape of Iron Man. Oh, and, God, you know, <laughs> the the subtleness of maybe uh, of an incestuous thing going on with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver was like right out in the open, and it was just like, ah, oh, it's oh, like, boy. how did you do this? Yeah. That, that dude, that sex tape so, would, get, would get billions of views though. Well, that's, <laughs> I guess that's the thing though. Like we watch these shows to kind of escape from real life, and then when real life starts bleeding into these shows it really takes away from our escapism. And that's what we want. We want to be entertained and escape from the crap that's going on outside, you know, around us. And we rely on these shows to kind of give us that fantasy and give us that escape. And fortunately, yeah, I, I, I feel like there is, I mean, yeah, there's an agenda trying to be put out there that a lot of people agree with, but we don't, yeah, I don't think we do need it uh, littered around our time. I mean, and I'm, I don't mind them trying to work in social stuff like that. I, I mean, like we're talking about Star Trek. I think Star Trek has been one of the best things that I've ever done this. Yes. Uh, there's been many episodes where they've tackled social issues. That's one of the things I love about the show. But I think most of the time, particularly in, in the episode, like in the shows, like, you know, we, we, the original one did it for sure. Next Gen did it. DS9 did it. I mean, some of those episodes, they did it so artfully and like so well, while they're still telling a great, you know, science fiction story at the same time. Yeah. That's the best science fiction is where you can do that social commentary, but you do it in a, like a one step removed from reality. So it's, it's less, people get less defensive about it. And, 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 uh, and really honestly, if, if you have a message and you're trying to teach it or trying to show your side or point of view to maybe someone who's got a different point of view, you're going to be way more successful in that in a more subtle way than, than just like hit it on the head. And that just turns into feeling insulting. So, you know, yeah. I agree. Mark's uh, in, <laughs> in the in the chat. Let me share some chat things here. Uh, we are angels. Who is actually uh, Aaron Garcia, who was our guest co-host last week. Thank you for uh, tuning in here, Aaron. Says I agree. Supergirl was pretty bad in that episode. Also, isn't it Monel's mother? Shouldn't he be the one to convince his mom to go to the good side? Well, that would make more sense. Although, again, both of them have tried in the past, right? Um, and then he says, I disagree with that argument. I think good sci-fi came out of social commentary, though, hidden a little more. Well, I think that's what we were about. We were starting to get into, though, Aaron. I think we all actually would agree with that as well. Yeah. Uh, and Raisa Devereaux, hey, that's our good buddy, actually, on Twitter, uh, who's always sending us all this awesome information. So this is the first time she's watched live, though, I think. So welcome. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Uh, all right. So let's see here. Uh, so sorry, but Mark, were you trying to say something else about Supergirl when I got in that whole text thing? <laughs> Um, if not, I'll say some more stuff. Okay. I don't think so. 
So Kat, so I, I've had like a love hate thing with Kat. Um, I came around to her like at the end of first season, and I in this episode actually I do think she's good. She does have some some really good. She has some good lines, you know. She has some good stuff that they write for her to, that she can say. Um, but the whole introduction of her just that was where it started for me. I'm like I'm not buying any of this shit, guys. <laughs> like for, I, I can I can buy that she's on Air Force One. There's media on Air Force One all the time. That's actually true. Media flies with the president sometimes. And, the, and I can believe that because she's supposed to be friends with every powerful person in the universe, which they also were very clear about in every episode uh, so that she knows the president. But the fact that she just waltzes in to the president's office past Secret Service during this call with Rhea, like, no. And she just takes over the call. Forget it. That's not happening. Number two, the president is not going to be flying towards the alien ship in Air Force One so it get blown up. The Secret Service is going to take the president to a secret bunker, and I'm not going to care what she says because the Secret Service takes over in those kind of circumstances. Did you catch how Supergirl was, like, cheering her on, having Air Force One run in, like, fly towards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, no, that's a terrible idea. Air Force <laughs> One is not an attack plate. It has countermeasures, but it's yeah. not going to go take out an alien ship. <clears throat> <laughs> like what? <laughs> so, <laughs> and of course, her and Cat uh, are the only ones that are that survived the destruction of Air Force One. Like, I can understand her. Why, obviously, has. And why does she even have to fly there? She's talking to her via video. Why does she have to? They're already were negotiating or trying to. Maybe she why has. Does she, she have to actually physically be there. Maybe if she can sneak on the ship, she has secret alien powers. She was gonna. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. no, That's it, possible. She maybe she's hoping to get close and shape shift and do something. But that, but I guess not, right? Because she goes back to Washington after she goes to DEO, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe her race just really, you know, impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's just the way. They like this is the best way to get Cat back to Kara and company. Oh, Jesus, right. Probably so. <laughs> Although Supergirl was not doing a good job. You notice that that was the second time she flew in to save people and she just grabbed one person. She's like, Thanks. yeah, she flew to DEO and saved like her sister and that's it. She's like, oh, well, that's you. Forget everybody else. And then like she flies and grabs a cat and goes, oh, goodbye, president. <laughs> just tunnel vision. No, she's just straight on like, one target. Uh, in, in the chat. Uh, Carrie Johnson says, anyone else a bit annoyed by how easy John gets sidelined? But I guess it's necessary in this app because Harewood played cyborg soups. And Raya says, that bothered me too, Carrie. Yeah. Oh, wait, is John, I forget, is he knocked out or something? Is he? He's knocked out. He was, he was out the whole episode. You just see him lying there. That's right. I forgot about it. She used a weapon from White Martians. That's, or she's, yeah, White Martians used against Green Martians that like puts him, traps him in some kind of, you know, nightmare. Coma state. Right, right, right. That's right. Whatever. Uh, also, by the way, how was uh, I love how Kat's message at the end, to, you know, where she broadcast everybody. Yeah. How did <laughs> I love how that got into the alien ship and just, of course, interrupted the marriage at the perfect time? How is it even being broadcast on their ship? That little device that Wynn had. You see the little device that right. Wynn he hacked into the right. That's what hacked into well, the he ship. He can't hack yeah. in anywhere else in the ship. He can only hack in to get this message across. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, what about Lillian's betrayal? 
Oh, Lily was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Dude, she rocked this episode. That actress, a name I'm forgetting at the moment, like she's really good at being bad. And like, she was the one I believe, I actually believed everything about her character this episode and everything she was doing. Like by far the best part of the episode. She lives up, her name is Brenda yep. Strong. Lives up to her name. Brenda Strong, yes. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Like uh, she wants to save her daughter. Like her reasoning to manipulate them worked and then she fucked them over at the end. Absolutely. Everything I believe that that's what she would do. Which is why I'm surprised she's not still the main villain. Like she makes a really good like central villain and to have her in the sideline with a super cyborg, a cyborg Superman. <laughs> it kind of, it would have made sense for her to be more of a, of a uh, ongoing super villain, but maybe he, she's supposed to be just, I don't know. Well, on- I think they'll, they're going to still continue the Cadmus thing probably next season, right? I would guess. I guess so. Oh, Nina's becoming a regular, so I think her mother's got to keep coming back, I would guess. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I don't know, anyway, but that's just that's just a few of the. There's just so many things that to me, like, I was like, no, 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 none of this makes any sense whatsoever. They did try to cram a lot of stuff into one episode. They did. They did. That was the theme so this week. Cram everything into one episode. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of. I mean, yeah, I guess. I think Supergirl did it. It was the most egregious uh, offender with this. I mean, even like the whole guardian revealed to Cat. Like, eh, oh, okay, that's another thing. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. So, I'm actually okay, like, I'm, it's a, it's actually kind of funny. I think when people can, I think it would happen more often that actually you would be able to tell if you know somebody really well. Mm-hmm. So he, she knows by just looking at the eyes that he's guardian, but she has no idea that Kara is Supergirl. <laughs> So Guardian has a whole mask on, and all you can see is eyes. But she can see all of Kara's face. Well, she can't well to be fair, she did in a previous in last season did say I that know. she thought that's who it was. Yeah. They did the whole Martian Manor switcheroo, and then she's like, "Oh, I guess I'm wrong." So I know, but do you really think that would be enough to convince her? I I don't see why not. Like she doesn't I guess it just, it just seems so silly. <laughs> It was funny, and she's not going to be around, you know, yeah, uh, regular. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. just two episodes, and that's it, right? She's yeah. not. Been through. Okay. Right. Yeah, that works. I, just, I hope they don't. I was really worried that. I guess they still could because it's not done. I was really worried they were going to kill her. You know, the amp up the, the invasion effect, and be like, "Well, she's not. She's not going to come back. So why not? Everybody will be sad." Oh, well, they're willing to kill other characters in this universe. So um, you know, who knows? Hopefully not. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, what do you guys think about uh, the Superman reveal at the end? That where, uh, so I mean, it was uh, Rhea's like secret weapon. She says or something, right? I'm, my assumption is right now that maybe she has some kind of mind control over him or something, right? Or I guess her power. Good bad. Yeah, there you go. I guess my only question is if she if she had the power to control Superman, why she just used it on Kara? Uh, well, I'm guessing that they're going to do the same thing as last season, which pissed me off at the end of season one, where they're like Superman and everybody on Earth was mind control, but Kara was not. She's not special. She's also uh, she's also uh, the reason he back then was that he had been on Earth longer, so he had adapted to the Earth's what manic whatever fucking shit they came up with. I don't know. Um, <laughs> For me, I think, again, it's a little bit too much of saying we got to show that Kara is so great, so we got to kind of downgrade Superman. Mm-hmm. But, again, I don't think you need to do that 
to show that Kara is cool. I, what I think, he, what I loved is the first two episodes of the season where Superman and Supergirl were both kicking ass. They were both shown as awesome heroes. And they were, for me, they were really equal. They were both trading off some doing awesome stuff. Like that's the way I think it should be. Like neither one should be really better than the other. They both really should have comparable abilities and strengths. Right. I think that we well, Superman, Superman does have more experience. It's the advantage. Right. right. Currently. Yeah. <laughs> Although he seems to get sidelined a lot. <laughs> well, then that's the thing because it's a Supergirl show, right? They, I think unfortunately, like they feel like, they, I don't know. They always have to do that. But again, but, I don't know. At least we don't just see his feet. Right. Oh my God, dude. That, that really, yeah, that's the thing that really, I thought was just so not, nonsense. Just calling him cousin. Oh yeah. Cousin. Cousin. Let's go bowling. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe they I'm just waiting. want that Supergirl Superman to fight. Maybe they, you know, they want an excuse just to have those duke it out. Yeah. They're kind of shooting their load early for a show that's hopefully going to be around for a little while longer than two seasons. Like that's something you save for, I don't know, season four or five. Like, I don't know if that's something you do. Hey, end of season two, they're going to fight. And it feels, feels like they're already going straight for the big spectacle early, but you know, I could be wrong. Uh, hey, we got some good stuff here in the chat. Lister's mate says, what I want to know is when will Monel find out how his father really died? And then Sci-Fi Pulse says, yes, let's see if Monel kill his mother and then go insane and try and kill Supergirl. And then Raisa says, wonder if Monel will be, uh, wind up being poisoned and end up in the Phantom Zone. Then third love interest is in many seasons because it's a CW. Uh, well, that's very possible. Yes, that. Season three, Lobo comes to town and Supergirl <laughs> falls in love. She loves bad boys. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> wow. All right. That would be quite interesting. I'm with you. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to seeing Supergirl, Superman fight. Should be kind of fun. Yep. I think so. Now, yeah. And I already kind of know something else that happens next they, well they kind of showed it in the pre in the preview but i, I kind of know something happens next episode but i'm just kind of trying to figure out how where that fits in but we'll see well I mean, don't tell us i don't want to know okay oh, he doesn't yeah you don't watch your previews <laughs> i like to be surprised yeah for sure all right i guess does that cover everything with supergirl <sighs> yeah i think so right but you know and Terry Hatcher's great. Oh, yeah, she's going. I have to... She is. No, she's, yeah, she does a really good job. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's do our ratings. We do it out of a five star system, but we do it out of five capes for Supergirl. Uh, so, Marks, how many capes do you give it? So, I, I definitely think this is above average episode. Uh, it just it would have been much higher if it wasn't some of the logic gaps. So, I would say four capes. All right. Four capes. So that's a high rating. Uh, Raisa, by the way, says Terry rocks in the chat, so she's enjoying her performance as well. And Carrie Johnson says maybe Kara can fall for the not so sinister looking Zod. <laughs> Wait, we haven't we haven't had Zod right in Super yet. yet. Oh, well, he's next season for sure. I have no doubt. Next season, bring is that, they haven't said that, right? Is that your prediction? No, that's my prediction. They haven't said anything. Okay, yeah, there's no. But I mean, I would I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. No Although, again, uh, see, that's going to be rough, though, to make all these stupid excuses why Superman would not be involved in that, you know? 
It's it's Zod's uh, handsomer younger brother who makes yeah. it. <laughs> Superman is permanently off planet like ninety percent of the time. Right, right. Zod's <laughs> handsome younger younger brother Bod. Bod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bod. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> oh. oh my god, there's so many great puns he, they can make out of that. <laughs> oh, All right then. All uh, right. <clears throat> Give us some good puns in the chat, folks. Anyway, uh, Francis, what do you give for this rating out of how many capes? Well, Jeff, you've opened my eyes to a bunch of things. I didn't actually quite get the first time around when watching this episode, so I was about a four, but I think I'm going to do about a three, three capes for this one. <laughs> oh, shit. I wasn't trying to do that, but wow, man, I really knocked that rating down. It's, but it makes sense. Like once you, If you think too hard about this episode, it does have a ten, has a little bit of falling apart. So, yeah, I'm giving it the three. All right. Uh, in the chat, Raisek saves it four capes, so she enjoyed it. Carrie Johnson says, Zod was teasing the finale promo. Okay, I didn't know that. Again, didn't, oh, so that's, that's interesting. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Sorry. I was trying uh, to Well, there you go. That's fine. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> that's spoiled it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to give it, uh, so as you can tell, this will not be a good rating. Uh, I'm probably gonna, I think I'm going to give it one and a half <laughs> capes. Wow. Yeah, wow. This, again. Wow. I, I, told you, I told you guys, I think it was one of the worst they've done. You've rated Legends episodes higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there have been Legends episodes that have been better than this episode. Absolutely, yes. Wow. All right. Because there have been Legends episodes that I have enjoyed, that have been fu- just fun episodes that I've enjoyed, that yeah. actually did not go crazy with their, all their logic. I know it's rare, but they have done a couple times. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, by the way, hey, oh, later in the news, you actually got to you got to tell me about the Legends season three synopsis because you said it makes even less sense, Mark. So you got to tell me us that later too, if you can, maybe. Okay, I'll, I'll have to find it real quick. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Uh, all right, here we go. What's all right? So now we're gonna go to uh, let's do. Why don't we do some news? I guess, and then we'll go to Arrow and Flash. So why don't we start with the Black Lightning uh, trailer stuff? Right, you can talk about that first. Um, yeah, so, you know, we've been talking about Black Lightning on the show off and on as news happened and they were working on the pilot. Then I picked up the series. Now, uh, CW did release a number of trailers for the new shows coming up and one of which was Black Lightning. And, uh, yeah, they show the trailer, they show the, the, the outfit, kind of the idea of the backstory of him finding the 100 and, um, and how he retired and why. And, uh, you see that the daughters are very prominent, um, and that it looks like they might get powers too, kind of like in the comic books. And uh, yeah, it looks, I thought it looked pretty good so far from the trailer. So, uh, in the chat, Ray says, says trailer is awesome, definitely checking it out. She agrees with you. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to watch it, which sucks. I'm really looking forward to it. But, Francis, what did you think? I thought it was really good. Um, Guy knows martial arts. I always I love a good uh, superhero that knows martial arts. The, oh shit! Does he do martial arts? Yeah. Well, as far as I could tell, right? Like he did some. Yeah, he was uh, better than than Iron Fist. If you've seen Iron Fist, <laughs> no, I don't know how he does like, in that suit. A little bit. I was thinking would get in the way a little bit, but that's yeah. cool, man. I, I love martial arts. Oh, that's exciting. I thought he was just going to be shooting lightning and shit. Yeah, he does. He does the lightning thing, which is pretty cool. It looks like he absorbs um, electricity before using his power, which is kind of cool. Uh, the only thing I have an issue with is that I, I I don't know if you know, but it's not part of the Arrowverse. I read that. So and, by the uh, way, <laughs> they say they say Arrowverse. 
And I guess by that they mean what Arrow and Flash, basically, and Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Supergirl. are all part of the Arrowverse. I guess they use Arrowverse because it was the first one. I guess that's yeah. why they say that. Yeah. Well, it could be a different Earth. They did they ever say like officially not the same Earth as any of them, or just they, they say just, vague? Yeah, it was vaguely. It's not a part of the Arrowverse. Also, I guess it's also because I mean he was a superhero way before you know Ollie became the Green Arrow, and like he was. Uh, hero in the 80s or whatever, then retired, then is now back being a superhero. So I guess it's, to, it's a way to explain off like, well, metahumans have already existed, you know, for last, you know, 30 years. And uh, it's a way to so, kind of explain that off, maybe. It has to be, it has to be like on one of the, in the multiverse though, right? It has to be on one of those parallel Earths, I would assume, right? I, I wouldn't put that out of the, possi- the realm of possibility. They didn't say it wouldn't be part of the multiverse. I mean, I think it should be because it's on the same network, I'd be hard pressed not to say it wasn't part of the greater DC TV universe. Um, because they're shooting themselves in the foot if they don't, you know, have at least a little bit of some crossover, at least some type of connection with the rest of the the rest of the universe. So who knows? I bet it's like I'm like they're not gonna do that, they're saying right at all. I bet I bet it is. I bet they just wanted to stand by itself at first. Yeah. And see how it cared. Yeah, and it's a mid-season premiere uh, rather than than in the beginning, so they won't be part of the big crossover they do next year. So I think at some point they'll have a Earth crossover, but the crossovers between them, if they do happen, are going to be uh, it's in Atlanta, not in Vancouver, so it's going to limit you know how their guest stars are going to be on there probably. Oh, they're filming in Atlanta. Which, that's where they filmed the pilot, so I'm assuming so. Wow. That's cool. All right. Uh, in the chat, uh, we are Angel says the other trailer is pretty good. Looking forward to it. Raysa says, love that Black Lightning is older, so they can't kill him off because she's saying they have a CW has a tendency to kill off older characters. Um, and then Carrie Johnson says it may be part of the Arrowverse later, but the show looks feels much different than any other show. So he's kind of going along with what you guys think that it may be later on. It will be. Uh, Lister's yeah, looks- says. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. This is perfect for Francis. I'm sorry. He says, Francis, Riverdale isn't part of the Arrowverse either. Just saying. Yet. <laughs> and, and, oh, God, it never will. It better never will be, man. Or I'm just going to stop watching all those shows. <laughs> they they oh, talked about having magic in it and stuff. Yeah. That was, no, but they it. better never do crossovers. I don't care. They put magic as much as they want in Riverdale. I don't care. <laughs> but Zatanna better not be fucking showing up in Riverdale. <laughs> No, no, Jughead will show up on Arrow. and like, If they could put an arrow through, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, poor Jug. <laughs> oh, man. Fine. I actually like Jughead in the comics. I just, I, you know about that show. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> I know it very well. <laughs> uh, so uh, in the, uh, the CW, did, they actually did their upfronts. I think they were the last ones uh, in the past couple weeks of the networks. They also said... Uh, there's going to be another four-part crossover with Legends, Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. That's going to be like an annual event now in November. Yeah, so, but they definitely, they definitely, said, you know, Black Lightning is not going to be part of that. Well, it's not even a premiere at that point until. What I'm assuming yeah. is because they said they're never going to have more than four superhero shows on at once. So I'm assuming Legends will do the first half of the year because that's in the fall, and then Black Lightning will probably take over for the second half. Yeah, two main crossover events. What's that? I said you could do two major crossover events. Yeah, we're not going to, but you're <laughs> with Black Lightning. Boom. 
I think Black Lightning and Green Arrow would be interesting mix. Yeah, they I would, so. and those those tones would fit. I think they're more like the grittier, right? Like, tones. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he, well, the guy who I don't, I don't know what's the name. I don't remember the guy's like character's name, but um, Black Lightning himself seems to be kind of the mild mannered. I think he's a teacher. Um, I was he a principal? principal? Principal, yeah. So he's kind of, I think, off the bat, more lighthearted because he's you know taking care of a school. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the, the universe that he's in is darker for sure. So he's is he he's a principal like in the in the current times right now? Like he's a principal of a school? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do any do either of his daughters go to his school? Are they high school age or anything? I think so. Because <laughs> you got to do that, right? You got to have the you got to have the daughter in the, in the school. <laughs> And then oh, in the trailer, one of the daughters is doing like a voiceover talking about it. And so I, it sounds like they're going to be pretty prominent. So are both the daughters be superheroes or just one or what? In the comic books, they both get powers eventually. And they alluded in there that that it's inheritable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and they're thunder and lightning and they they make that reference in the trailer. So oh. that's our names. One's thunder, one's lightning. Yeah. It sounds like they're not going to wait too long before they give them powers. They're already alluding to it in the trailer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's good. Good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Hey, any chance you found that uh, legend synopsis thing? Or do you remember oh, any? Yeah. Or do you remember any? Okay. So, uh, are oh, you ready? Before you do that, before you do that, sorry, we have a big super geeked up supporter, a Patreon supporter, Alex Martin, a good buddy, is joining us for the first time for DC Action Hour. Hey, man. Thank you for being here. Uh, he was saying about Black Lightning, he looks like both the daughters love power in the show. Yeah, just like what you guys were saying. Thanks for tuning in. I'm really curious to see what villains they, they pull in on Black Lightning. And right. hey, Raysa has an interesting comment. She'd rather see CW rebrand as DC TV than have DC on the go app they're planning. Yeah, we talked about it a few weeks ago that DC is making their own online network. Um, I would be totally fine with CW being a whole DC network, to be honest with you, because then we get rid of Riverdale. And look oh, at other- no. oh. Riverdale is a DC property. You know, you to- Wait, did DC take over Archie? Uh, I want to say it's. A, I want to say it's a uh, one of their like imprints. Yeah, their side. Yeah, huh? Fairly certain. Could be. No, you know what? Maybe no. I'll have to, I'll have to well, it makes sense since it's on the. Uh, yeah, they didn't used to be. I don't know if they bought. I don't think ever. No, I don't think originally was. If anybody knows, let us know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so Legends of Tomorrow. <clears throat> in revisiting a moment in time that had already participated in, they have essentially fractured the timeline. And and um, okay, make sure I'm reading right in here. Fractured the timeline, created anachronisms. I don't know if that's a real word or not. <laughs> anachronisms. It's something that's not in its current correct. Chronological oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know why. Okay. A scattering of people, animals, and objects all across time. Our team must find a way to return all of them to their original timelines before the time stream falls apart. Before our legends can jump back into action, Rip Hunter and his newly established Time Bureau call their methods into question. With the Time Bureau effectively the new sheriffs in town, the legends disband until Mick Rory discovers one of them in the middle of his well-deserved vacation in Aruba. Seeing this as an opportunity to continue their time-traveling heroics, Sarah wastes no time in getting the Legends back together. Once reunited, the Legends will challenge the Time Bureau's authority over the timeline and insist that however messy their methods may be, some problems are beyond the Bureau's capabilities. Some problems can only be fixed by Legends. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Very dramatic. <laughs> Wait, what was the Bureau you talked about? 
Rip Hunter creates a time bureau. So oh, is he the bad guy in that season is that is that what is that what they're hinting at? So far, sounds like he's uh, the antagonist. Oh man. Well, no, but he was he went good again at the end of season two. Well, I don't think he's doing it out of evil or thinks that they just yeah. The time bureau supposed to be good, right? It's supposed to help preserve the they time. Pretty much need to quit. Maybe quit being so messy, like we always say in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping yeah, with uh, uh, Black Lightning that and Legends only going to half a season. I hope they do even fewer episodes <laughs> next season. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. I actually yeah. just wish the show was off the air. To be honest with you, but I, I, I wish they was. I wish they would switch away from time travel. Just one season. See what happens. But you know, I, I don't know. But what, that's the whole conceit, right? They're not. They're never going to do it. Like they, that's the that's the one thing that makes them different is that they get time travelers. They got a spaceship. They could do a space thing. I don't know. I think they should stay at one timeline for like an entire season. Like stay in the future for an entire season. Spend a good there time. Three thousand and trying to fix whatever is happening in the year three thousand. That I think would make more sense than having to jump every to a new decade every single episode. It's like ah, just stick to one place for a while. Relax. It's cheaper too. It you would be yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, the show is gonna be so expensive. Yeah. Anyway, in the chat, Raisa says, "When does Rip have time to find new organization? It's quick, even with time travel." And then Carrie says, "The Time Bureau." Yep, that sounds like a boring bureaucracy that Rip would start. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And Alex Martin says, or they could just get stuck in one timeline each season. Uh, that's actually what I've said before. I think that would be a good move and just stick to that timeline. You could tell a story the whole season in one time, uh, in yep. one year, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not going to do any of that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, talking about different like possible like DC shows, uh, uh, CW Sci-Fi Pulse was saying he would love to see updated version of Doc Savage as the shat in the shadow. I love the shadow actually. I think that would be really cool. They did the shadow. Yeah, they, they do on the rights, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't know. Yeah, I think so. That would be awesome if the shadow was in one of those. Yeah, it's a cool character. All right. Uh, let's, I guess we're going to go on to Arrow now, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, Marks, take it away. Um, so this week's Arrow was the episode Missing. Episode 22 of season five. Writers were Speedweed, Jeff's favorite uh, character's name. Or not character. <laughs> writer's name. <laughs> Sounds like a character. Great Sounds name. like a Flash character. I'm Speedweed. <laughs> I'm like a super speed stoner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, the, and also Oscar Baudurama. Terrible name pronunciations. Uh, who's written for a lot of Arrow episodes. Also used to write for Drop Dead Diva and Eli Stone. So, in this episode, the team holds a surprise birthday party for Oliver, which which ends up with Curtis getting a little minor concussion. <laughs> um, but they learn soon after that Renee and Dinah, and and soon after Curtis are later kidnapped by Chase's allies. You know, remember last week Chase Adrian Chase is uh, was captured. Uh, realizing that Chase is picking them off one by one. Um, after Thea and Quentin are kidnapped by Black Siren and, and the return of Evelyn, or Artemis, Oliver accepts Malcolm Merlin's help to, uh, to help him kidnap, uh, well, his help, and eventually to help him kidnap Chase, because Chase reveals that, his, that he's captured William and will kill him if, if, uh, at any moment if, if they don't save him. Uh, they're forced to 
to help him flee, to escape. Um, also, Felicity and Diggle are also kidnapped by Talia and the League of Assassins. Um, and, and Oliver recruits Nisa to help him fight Chase's uh, ever-growing army. Uh, they track the plane that Chase is using to, uh, to the island of Lian Yu. And arriving on the island, Oliver visits Slade and asks for his help. Uh, meanwhile, in the flashbacks, Kovar injects a drug called the Red Death into Oliver that forces him to suffer flashbacks of the times he was injured or when he killed or watched others die over the five years. Um, it's a very elaborate drug, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after enduring his hallucinations uh, and almost killing himself, he finds the strength to escape. And, uh, and yeah, next episode's Yang Yu, so it's all going to go down on the island. You know, it's funny. I always I thought they already had an episode called Leon Yu. <laughs> Don't you feel like they've already had an episode that had that title? This is this is Leon Yu too. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and and all right. That, sorry, that wrap up the summary. Yep. 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 All right. Great. In the chat, let me get real quick here. Uh, Alex Martin uh, saying how much he loves Malcolm Merlin and wants him to be a regular or the villain again. Uh, I agree. Merlin's awesome. Uh, Raisa says, I want to see Malcolm and the Al Ghul sisters. Hell yeah. That's what I'm most excited about, man, is that what we've been calling for for a while now, right? Talia versus Nyssa. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait for next episode. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed away. I was hoping uh, Talia would be a bigger bag, like for next season or something. So. Well, why can't she be? That's true. You're right. If they only, if they, yeah, if they're done with her next episode, that's it. I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. She's got to, maybe she, not. I don't think they're going to kill her or anything, though. So she can come back. Yeah. Maybe her, that... maybe her and this, maybe her will make up and they can run the <laughs> League of Assassins together. Uh, family business. Yeah. Well, it is. It's supposed to be family business. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I liked the return of. Black Siren and Artemis. Uh, Artemis's plot line was really weird this whole season, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and her logic doesn't make any sense whatsoever. She's like, I hate you, Oliver, because you're a murderer, so I'm going to join this even worse murderer. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's all to prove a point. I <laughs> yeah. um, love that we got more Thea. Uh, and of course, like, like they said in the chat room, Merlin was great. Glad to see. I don't know why I didn't think about him returning, but I'm glad to see him return. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. That was just. Yeah, I don't know why it was out of nowhere, but it was. It makes perfect sense when it happened. Right. <laughs> Wait, sorry, what, what was out of nowhere? That that Merlin would pop back up. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, probably because he's, he's been on Legend so much, and he hasn't been on Arrow in a long time. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and I'm thrilled that Slade's back. Yeah. I, I can't wait for that. Uh, you know, only bad stuff for me was, you know, still a little more elicity. Ah! <laughs> I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring yeah. it up. I wasn't as grossed out as last week by it, but. Back in full force. They are going to bring it back for next season. No, stop uh, saying that. Oh, Let's start have... a petition right now in the chat, folks. There's no a... elicity. No elicity next season. They were on a date. They were showing googly eyes. Pseudo, pseudo date. It doesn't matter. They're still they're they're really putting that back. Like they're building the building blocks for that to come, to be a thing again next season. You're gonna see a lot of Ollie and a lot of Felicity making out. 
Oh, dude. I'm, I'm going to hashtag. Larry, stop. Please stop talking. I'm going to vomit if you can say <laughs> something. I'm going to hashtag Nolicity because I'm going to put an N right in front of it. It says Nolicity. No <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That We're going to start that. We're going to start that. Nolicity. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, the, the swords against car was was cool looking, but I don't know how realistic that was. But it was neat. <laughs> the car was aiming for the ramp. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, fine. That was funny, actually. Um. Oh. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder okay. why Diane. Did they ever say why Dinah wasn't at the party in the first place? They, they had kidnapped her already was the idea. Well, but why did they not wonder why she was not there? They said she, uh, Plissy says she was working late and she was a show later. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, so what, one thing I am very happy about, you know, last week I was so pissed off that they had Renee not show up. But now we find out the reason, you know, it wasn't that he just flaked out on it. He had gotten kidnapped, obviously. So now I feel much better that, you know, Renee did not just say, fuck my daughter, who cares? that was really pissing me off but i was hoping they would have a you know they would fix it which they had that's great right that's a great reason not to be there kidnapping <laughs> yeah. is a really good reason and obviously they set up the mislead by having him talk about it before so it was a very big mislead. yeah that was good good way to set that up and mislead us um kind of concerned we don't see renee or dinah at all they're separate well they're somewhere. probably in like a prison cell or something already right because they got taken earlier yep hopefully yeah I think well, they show once, you know, in this episode, just to show, hey, we have them. But I mean, yeah, it's probably the actors day off. Yeah, vacation every once in a while. Sure. But yeah, man. I, this a lot. I think most stuff really worked well in this episode. I mean, I love Thea being back mm-hmm. and being a big part of the episode. Um, the uh, stuff with Merlin is good, and Oliver, you know, chases his normal fucking crazy, insane self, but he's a million steps ahead still. Um, love it. Uh, I, I love Nissa so much, man. Whenever I see Nissa, it just it's great. So uh, it was interesting that I didn't even know that she the whole Mary thing. I didn't know like if that still stood, but I get that she still recognizes him as that, but she does, which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, this, you know the thing with uh, what the freaking Black Siren and uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? The father, help me out. What was the father's name? Lance. Lance, thank you. Quentin Lance. Like, there was, there's a really, like, they, there's so much stuff they can mine there with that. But for some reason, the scene they did it, I felt in 30 seconds, they had done, they tried to do like a million different things in that one scene with him and her. Mm-hmm. Right? It was just like, I was kind of like, what just happened? Like, it was just kind of like all over the place, like an emotional roller coaster in like way too short of a time frame. Yeah, he changes he changes mind pretty quick. Either Thea is like the master negotiator or something, but yeah, he changed his mind from I miss my daughter to like you're the enemy in the blink of an eye. So no, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I wish they took more time though, where because it felt like they were trying to go with a thing where she, Black Siren, did feel bad about it, and because her that it was her father and her Earth, and I have no idea what happened to him on, on Earth too. Uh, but I, don't know, I wish they, uh, they had a little bit more time. But since there's cramming so much stuff in, they didn't the time to play with that a little bit more. Yeah. I think Black Science going to be a a good guy. Um, I think she might be a good or or struggle to be a good character maybe next season since they said that she's going to be a regular. 
So, I hope not. I mean, unless they introduce another Laurel Lance, I don't know what they're going to do. I guess. I mean, yeah, you're. I mean, I mean, she could just be a regular villain. She could be main, the main villain, you know, too. She could be the the main antagonist. I don't know, but I, I guess I guess they can kind of rebuild. It would be strange to rebuild a relationship with someone who's from another Earth. Like it seems out of whack, but I guess we're uh, oh, we have a lot of comments here. Let me share. Uh, Raisa says about Black Siren what I was saying. They'll make time next season with her because she's a regular. I'm sure that's true. Her and I'm, I bet Lance will have a lot of scenes next season probably. Um, and then Alex Martin says, uh, it bothers me how much I love Nyssa in here because I hated her in the comic story when she was prominent. Yeah, they've done a really good job with this, I think. Uh, yeah. I really like her a lot. Um, and let's see here. Raisa also says, Nolicity should be a threesome with Nyssa and Sarah. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no to anything that have Valsera Nissa in it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, she is Oliver's husband. We know both Oliver and Nissa lo- like Sarah. Actually, yeah. it's kind of a that works, man. It does. Kind yeah. of- Something for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and just leave Felicity on the island. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, she can be the South Texas lead. Oh man! <laughs> what if like Black Siren and Merlin hook up? That no, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, <laughs> because you because Oliver would just piss him off. You mean is that why you want to see it? I just well, I don't know. It'd be an interesting pairing of those two together. Merlin's uh, well. Oliver and Theo would both be really grossed out probably by that. Yeah, they would be. Yeah. <laughs> it would be kind of weird. <laughs> what if Quentin Lance on the other Earth is a supervillain? Uh-huh. And if he was, what would his power be? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. He wears spandex. His superhero name is Hot Pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. He's the Patty Spillet of Earth 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh god come on don't ruin patty spivet for me now geez she's my favorite uh no, i bet he's good on earth too too because that's kind of i bet this he, this one reminds her black siren of her quentin her father that's why she had that moment of like yeah you know she yeah that moment I suspe- of- <clears throat> yeah i suspect so that'll be good that actually will be a good storyline next season i think him kind of like her taking like kind of the daughter role for him again. The funny thing is this, I mean, this episode overall, I thought was really good in the sense of building up because I was, I was curious, how are they going to build up to a finale? And again, the only weakness I think would be the flashbacks. And I'm glad this hopefully is it, you know, hopefully they they decide, Oh yeah, we're going to do a flashback of three, three minutes ago or something like, <laughs> you know, they, they've run out of flashback uh, ideas, but overall I thought the, the episode was really, really good. It, uh, it, it was tied everything up, tied everything together. And oh, yeah. uh, by the now, way, in the chat, Carrie says Lance could be a member of the Lantern Corps on another earth. He could be a green lantern. Oh, that, yeah. that would be something. Yeah. I can see him as a sinestral looking character. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I think, I think this episode did pretty much everything I needed to do to, get everything in line for the finale like i'll be honest with you like i'm so excited for the finale that now because this episode did a really good job because i'm like yes they're on the island 
oh my god, Slay, I actually thought Slay was going to be fighting against them, but like Slay's going to help them. Like, holy shit. I'm so excited like, to see this freaking like all come down. I, I just, like, what the only person I didn't understand is there is Captain Boomerang. Wait, Captain Boomerang is there? Oh, yeah. He's going to be, I, I, I don't know how they fit him in. Oh, you mean next episode he's going to be there? He's going to be there. Like, I don't get it. They don't explain it in this one. They don't explain it in the... Pre- maybe he freed other people whenever he freed Black Siren. You think so? Oh, maybe. But why is he on Ollie's team, then, if that's the case? Like, is he on Ollie's team? It looked like it. They were. It was him. Oh, but- well, anyway, let's... Well, that's all. I'll maybe say. he gets... Maybe by helping him, he'll get some time off his prison sentence or something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 He gets his own suicide squad. Uh, oh man! Uh, if only. <laughs> hey, how's why does this guy exist when there's already a Captain Boomerang for Suicide Squad? Come on now, is that why they got to get him out again? But, uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it was good. Nice emotional beats. Hard to say what else there. You know, it was it's too well put together. I think that's the problem. Oh, you know what I really like? Uh, it's Kurt- too well put together. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the... First of all, I like that they actually were doing a birthday for Oliver. That was cool. Like, they actually that had some, cool. like, light stuff in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I like... Curtis cracked me up this episode, man. Like, he has, he has some nice humor, very humorous stuff. It's, like, he gets flipped to the floor. He's joking about, like, yeah, if I had my T-spheres, I would still get my ass kicked. Um, and then, like, he... He, like... When they're trying to give Felicity and Oliver some time alone, he's like, oh, actually, I had three or four pieces of cake. I'm all, like, I don't know. I just found all that very amusing. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. Well, great for that. Now that they've stopped giving, giving Felicity all the, the funny lines, they had to give it to somebody, right? So. Right. Echo gets all the good lines. Uh, Raisa says, by the way, Boomerang was in Argus Prison with Slade, yes. Oh, Okay. Uh, Carrie says, yep, replace Felicity with Kurt is done. Uh, dude, I'm with you, man. Carrie, I'm with you all the way. <laughs> Look, you know, Felicity was my favorite character early on, but I, I seriously, I just, I, I think she is there somewhat bringing her back, I think. To bet. She's definitely been a lot better this season. But I don't know, like, at this point, I just think that like, they can't get back to where they, they were with her. No, they need to give up that relationship. Oh, they Come refuse. On. They refused. I really, yeah, I really, until a couple episodes ago, I, I cannot believe they did this again. I thought they had totally moved on from that for forever. Alicity all shippers are strong, man. They are strong with a force. Well, our no licity <laughs> group will be even stronger than we will form. <laughs> In the words of Cad Grant, resist. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That's what we need. We need Calista Flockhart to make a no listening video, <laughs> which we will beam to all the alien ships. In orbit. Miraculously beam it to all the right screens. <laughs> we'll beam it to Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg, whoever else's screens, <laughs> their computers. Oh, no. Oh, by the way, you guys, did you guys know? Uh, I read this last week during the upfronts. That with this new season, Greg Berlanti tied the record for having the most shows online of any producer. Oh, nice. He tied a record set by Jerry Bruckheimer, I think about 10 <laughs> years ago or so. He has 10 shows on. Possibly he's going to set the record if he has one more gets picked up. That's on the, they're waiting to hear. Wow. You know what the show is? I don't know. I think there's one or two that I forget which ones that are still possibly they're like thinking about. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have that that does it. What was that? The Titans? The Titans show we talked about last week? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Because, I mean, that's Barbin. That's a, definitely a go, right? So, I think so. Titans go? Titans go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Very nice. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Listeners may say Arrow needs to put in a few more Curtis Balls jokes every now and then. They'd be all set. <laughs> Uh, I do. I, we do like the Curtis Balls jokes. <laughs> oh no! Alex Martin says, "Mr. Oh, Mr. Terrible needs to go away." Is what he's saying. Wow! Oh no! Oh. He says, "Or go to Legends." Alex. Oh my God! Oh man! Usually I'm in agreement <laughs> with Alex, but not in this one. No, no, he's so good. No, oh, no. Do I? Anybody said said the Legends? That's the death stroke for any of these characters. They just get totally ruined. I think he'd be better off as like a civilian than as a superhero. I think that's where I would see him more. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'd rather him be like the techie guy back in the Arrow Cave. He doesn't need to be out on the field, you know. I'm cool with him now. He's got his balls. Yeah, his balls. (laughs) Much better with his balls. I agree. His balls. Or he could remotely control his balls. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna overwork. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's like arrows, like Curtis. Send us your ball stat. Oh man! Send us the big ones. Be sure you send your biggest, best balls. <laughs> uh, so much good stuff here. Oh god! All right. Anyhow, anything else to talk about with Arrow? Nope, don't think so. No. Oh, all good. All good. All right. Got some ratings. We do this out of uh, a max of five boxing glove arrows. Uh, Francis, what do you give it? Uh, it's not It's not a perfect episode, but definitely up there. I'm giving it four and a half boxing glove arrows. All right. I agree. I also give it four and a half boxing glove arrows. Very good episode. Uh, a great too. setup four for the finale. Four and a half. Oh, my God. Across the board. Woo, wow. This might be the highest episode we were rated as a team. All right, so there we go. We definitely enjoyed that. Uh, all right, so uh, sorry, Alex is saying more so about why he doesn't like Curtis. Uh, he does like Diggle a lot, though. So I'll agree with you there, Alex. And now, Alex, I know you told me, Alex, that you're not caught up on the Flash, so this is the time you will not probably want to hear what we're about to say. So that guy's such a ball buster. Seriously. Ah! Oh, oh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you're <all> me, folks. <laughs> All right, so uh, speaking of Flash, we are going to move on to that. That's our last show. Oh, Alex gave it a 4.75. Oh, wow, we've never done the quarter ratings before, but he really liked it then. All right, we're going to go on to Flash. Oh, sorry. Hang on. No. <laughs> so no more jokes about Curtis's balls. Let's no. just talk about maybe Felicity could play with Curtis's balls. I, I don't oh. think Curtis would enjoy that at all based on you know his sexual orientation. That's true. <laughs> and that they're and since they're such good friends, I think that would just be really awkward. <laughs> and Curtis is all about. I lo- I do like how Curtis though is all about trying to get Felicity and Arrow back together. Like I don't want them to get together, but I, the fact that he thinks it's so great, I find amusing. <laughs> um. All right. Anyway, let's talk about Flash. Uh. So this is episode twenty-two of season three. It's called Infantino Street. The story is by Andrew Kreisberg. The teleplay is by Graeme Godfrey, directed by Michael A. Alowitz. Uh, so in this episode, 
Uh, so it is, we finally have reached the fateful day that Iris has been uh, predicted to die that we've seen all season long when they jump into the future. Uh, and they do even a countdown how many hours left to Iris's death they do during this episode. So uh, basically, Tracy Brand has created her uh, Speed Force bazooka yeah. uh, with the help of HR's uh, inspiration. And but the problem is they need some power source to be able to make it to work, which, and this doesn't really exist on earth, the power source they need. Luckily, Cisco has found that Argus has a power source deep somewhere in their facility. And so her, uh, Barry and Cisco go to Lila to say, hey, you've got a power source, can we borrow it? And Lila's like, no way, guys, you're gonna fuck everything up uh, like you did before, so you're not getting it. And, uh, so uh, Barry's like, well, screw you, Lila. I'm just going to steal it. He didn't say that to her, but that's what he's thinking. That's what he tells the team. And so, but hey, we're not, we're not master thieves. Who is a master thief that we know? I know. Captain Cold. So he, Barry goes back in time because that always works out really well. And he recruits uh, Snart, Captain Cold from 1892, where he was with the Legends at some point. And he brings him back into the present. And he's like, you know, so Captain Cole, we need to steal this power source. It's like, you know, the most impregnable facility on the earth. So we need you to help us out. Captain Cole agrees uh, as long as they do it his way. And uh, so Barry and him actually pretty easily get into Argus. And, uh, and then they get into the lowest level of Argus. That's where they're keeping this power source, which, by the way, is, I guess, from the Dominators. They write something the Dominators left over. Yeah. So it's an alien thing. And uh, when they get to the place where they're keeping it, they find it is guarded by King Shark. So he's a pretty good bodyguard. But luckily, Captain Cold is not just a master thief. He also watches Shark Week, and he knows that <laughs> sharks will fall asleep if you lower the temperature below a certain 50-whatever degrees. So he throws his little canister thing in from his gun, lowers the temperature. Uh, the sh King Shark falls asleep. And then Barry and him sneak in. And they get the uh, they steal the power source, but then Captain Cold gets stuck in the cell when the alarms go off, and Barry has to make a decision: is he going to leave and make sure he can save Virus and let Captain Cold be killed by King Shark, as King Shark is waking back up, or will he save, you know, uh, Snark? He chooses to do the right thing. Cisco helps him save Snark, and then Lila happened to see all this on a video, and since she saw Barry do the right thing, she says, "Okay, you can have the power source now because you're you're I see you're a good hero." So they, they, Tracy puts it up to the bazooka. She gets the bazooka all ready to go. Uh, by the way, oh, sorry. While this is all going on, uh, Joe and Wally have taken Iris to Earth 2 to keep her safe. They have not told Barry where she is because then Evil Barry will not find out by knowing that knowledge. However, Evil Barry puts on a Flash costume. He zips in to Star Labs and tricks them into telling her. So he goes to Earth 2. He easily, pretty easily gets Iris. They can't do anything to stop him. And then um, Good Barry takes the bazooka. He shows up at Infantino Street, which is the famous area that they keep seeing where Iris, where uh, you know, Savitar is going to kill Iris. And Savitar shows up with Iris. He uses the speed bazooka. It looks like it's working. He's like, yes, I'm going to save Iris. But then Savitar has some secret device he had brought to foil the bazooka. And then he stabs Iris and she dies at the end of the episode. And that's where we end. She might be still alive. No. Well, I, I I agree that I, I think she very much become a comeback to life in some way, but I don't think she's alive at the end of that episode. I didn't think they'd do it. <laughs> I didn't think they'd go. I through. actually thought totally thought they, they. I thought it was a pretty good chance they were going to do it. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that she's actually dead. They're going to leave her dead at all. 
You think they're going to leave her dead? I don't think so. I, uh, I mean, if so, I, move in, Patty Spivet. <laughs> I mean, why not? You know, I think, uh, you know, there a lot of superhero TV and movies get uh, get criticized for lack of consequences. You know what I mean? Like, a death isn't really a death. People don't really die for very long. They'll appear somewhere else or whatever. And it's I, the Flash is pretty good about killing off people. I mean, they killed off, they've killed off characters in the past. Like it, it hasn't been much of an issue for them. You know, characters that were considered like mm. part of the show. So why I, why wouldn't they keep her dead? I don't see why. I don't see why not. I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Like I said, I've never. I mean, I'm okay with it, but I've never been a huge Barry Iris. It's just never been a, like a thing to me. Like, oh, I really want Barry and Iris to be together. Yeah. Uh, I know some people do, but. And Iris has gotten better, I think, but I just I never felt they'd done enough with her character to make me really care enough. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with that. But I guess be, it seems like Barry, there's so much other loss, right? His mother, his dad last season. I guess I don't know if they're going to do it again to him. And if they do, like, oh, my God, are we? is he all depressed next season? Is it like a Cisco thing at the beginning of this season? And That's true, yeah. Will he get long hair? Right. <laughs> <Get> email. <laughs> what yeah. do you think, Marks? Are you, you think she's she gonna die or? I think it's a pretty good chance she'll come back to life somehow. I mean, you know, one of the keys here—I don't know if they're gonna do this or not—but one of the keys here is that they create the remnant that they need to not reject the remnant and never give it a reason to go evil. And I kind of wonder if they're gonna do something like that because. Of what Captain Cold told him, you know, he's like, "You got to quit playing by Savitar's rules and trying to be as vicious as him. You need to play up your strength by being good." And to me, that would be one attempt of doing that, because I know oh. it would be really hard to forgive someone you know murders your loved one someday, but that's only only through forgiveness would you ever be able to stop the cycle. So you're saying he'll forgive his future self, basically? I don't know if he will or not, but that's one way you could try to do it. And well, that's, I, I do the forgiveness themes. I think is very strong. That's some of my favorite movies and shows have done that. Um, there's there's interesting uh, theory that Rasa just shared in the chat. She says there's a theory out there that Iris is actually HR using his face masquerading tech, atoning for giving her location away. But I thought they showed was, HR on a like on a building or something, like reacting to death. I thought they actually showed him. Well, in the when we saw the future of it, we did. But in this episode, I don't remember seeing HR in the building. Was he? I, Joe was on the building. I think it was Joe this time. Joe was this there. Oh, I do. I do feel like HR was going to do something, you know, sacrificial. I don't know how he could. He would have to quickly replace her whenever she was off the side to to mask himself. Right, because she was definitely her in Earth too when he took her. Yeah. So I don't know how he would have gotten. But I. I also wonder, like, he was looking at the spike thing, and I kind of wonder if he's thinking, like, hey, wait a minute, this can pierce his armor. Why don't I do something with that? I don't know why they never thought about that. Like, make some armor-piercing bullets or something. I don't know. No, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, yeah, I guess it could be HR. I don't know. I don't think it would be HR. I think that's a, it's a pretty good theory, but I don't, I don't see when they could have made the switch. And plus, I like yeah. the HR Tracy thing that's happening, you know? Like, I know. Oh, yeah, I'd much rather have HR alive. Yeah, it's such a fun really little... Like it's a fun little thing that they have going, and it it's really, with everyone kind of being bummed out, it's a, it's a nice little reprieve from, from some of the seriousness that's 
of most of the other characters. It's nice to see some two, two people kind of geek out over coffee and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah. It would I feel so sorry whenever he he accidentally gave away the position or two. As soon as he said, "I was like, what are you doing? I'm not supposed to tell anybody." And then it's like, oh, he has a I tendency know. to do that. He's got loose lips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially around Tracy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> You're like, come on, I'm not, you you guys are the only ones who can make the bad jokes. <laughs> but the thing is, their pattern has been a new Harrison Wells every season, right? That w- if they kill HR, that would fit it. I really don't want them to because I really have fallen in love with HR a lot to be honest with the season. Um, yeah, they don't have to keep doing that. Like it's only been. Th- I know, but that's their, <laughs> their three seasons now. <laughs> In three seasons, they don't have to keep. Maybe HR and Tracy will go off to another Earth for some grand adventure or something like that. Okay, I'm a, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, they don't need to kill HR off. <laughs> yeah, they can have a nice honeymoon on another Earth. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. I don't know. This was the one where I I didn't I didn't see it coming. So I was like, how are they going to end the how are they going to end the season? Because that's right. So here, how is this? How does Barry get Iris to be alive again, though? I guess right because I st- I still do think that they're, he's gonna they're gonna probably save her in the finale somehow. Well, well, if Marx is right and this is a forgiveness thing, then he'll then the, the rem- cycle never starts. Yeah, the cycle never starts, and she never dies. Uh, mm. But again, it theory. Lessens- yeah, the time travel is very logic is very loosey goosey, and you know <laughs> whenever they when they killed Reverse Flash, that should have rebooted the whole. Witchblade season two, for example. I know they didn't do that because they, you know, Witchblade got canceled and they didn't want that to happen to Flash. But, <laughs> but that's in theory what should have happened. You know, when you take you change something in time, it should like ripple through. But Remen also said the more you mess with time, the less it actually affects, you know, previous timelines. Like he was saying, you know, that with all this constant going back and forth and messing with the timeline less and less consequences happen and fewer and fewer changes get made or something to that effect. I remember him saying that at least like an episode or two ago. Yeah, they did. I think that was the writers talking to the audience going, don't overthink it. Here's another interesting theory uh, from Kerry Johnson that he's heard, and it has to do with kind of this hollow technology. He said, I've heard it could be Jesse masked as Iris thanks to Harrison Wells, who has a similar device that HR used to do a holographic thing. And since only Harrison and Jesse know the reactions from everyone were sincere and Jesse can heal. Interesting. That's also an interesting theory. And so a lot of people are going with this whole hollow thing, I guess, that it's somebody else being masked as Iris. Well, maybe Je- Jesse could have super speeded him to swap him out with Iris. That's true. She, Jesse could have done that. She does, I guess, as a speedster, right? She would be able to heal quickly. Or phase. She could phase through the blade. Like mm. the She's just facing through it, and that would make sense because they have Chekhov's uh, hollow thing when Chekhov, because Chekhov's gun, you know, if you see it being used at the beginning of something, it's going to get used later. It has meaning later on. Oh, is that is that a thing? Is that a name of a thing? Rope thing, yeah. But yeah, they showed the the hollow thing, so that would make a lot of sense. That would actually make a lot of sense. Mm. But then the reaction. Like, Joe should have known, so he shouldn't react the way he reacted if Joe knew. Well, right? not if not if she... Oh, I see. If she was... If they had already switched on mm-hmm. Earth 2. However, I will say, Joe's reaction, I felt, was very understated. 
I, I didn't know maybe it was just he was just so shocked, but he didn't have much of an interaction at all. So maybe that's it. Maybe. No, I think he was shocked. It was on, it was in his eyes. He was just yeah. like shocked and. Or yeah, maybe like, maybe they had switched at some other time after he. Had well, taken if if they did something, I think it would have been HR's plan, and he might have told everybody because he knew Flash can't know, you know. <laughs> Also, HR giving away was part of the plan. Oh, now, dude, that would be oh, awesome. No. But it would be awesome if he did all that. Like, as a, if he was that clever to plan all that ahead? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he improvised. Let's say that, yeah. Or it was Harrison's, or it's uh, Earth 2's wells that that was his idea. Could have been. I can see him doing that, yeah. yeah. Oh, that wells totally. He's a yeah. genius. Yeah. So and can, like it's kind of like he was not even he was barely using this episode, so maybe that makes sense. Like why they even went there in the first place, you know? But then why would he put his daughter in potential danger? That's the other question. Oh shit! He he, he wouldn't do that. Jesse would make do that on her own. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jesse would do it on her own. But yeah, Earth Two Wells wouldn't have uh, red or green lighted that one. Not no way, no way. True. True. Hmm. Oh man. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Very interesting. I don't know. I think of the pre penultimate episodes, this one definitely just because I you just can't. They really left it up there. Like, what could possibly happen this next episode? Like, how does it end? Yeah. Even remotely happy if they're going all, that route. All I know is that when Flash is like turning to Lila, he becomes way more kick-ass. Oh right! Some, oh, some martial art moves I've never seen him ever do. <laughs> you just read my mind, man. I was like, yeah, that made no sense. I was like, since when did Barry become a martial arts master? Yeah. Well, he's it's, like, it's almost like they forgot, like, yeah, he looks like Lila. That doesn't mean he inherited all her abilities. I feel like they told the stump people and they didn't realize that it wasn't actually her or something. You're like, oh, well, like, yeah, I'm not Lila? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That made no sense. There's no way he would be doing that. No. I mean, the whole, by the way, the whole, the whole buildup about they went all, this is the most impregnable thing on planet Earth, basically, right? Yeah. Obviously, it was way too easy the way they snuck in. It just made, but I don't. Again, everything was working for the most part, so I don't. Whatever, who, whatever. I gave it a pass. Yeah, it was yeah. silly though. Like how easy they got in there, and and there's no guards past those first two or three at the like front entrance. Yeah, especially since they like hyped up the security system, how much it cost and what it did, and yeah. aren't just like oh, done ten seconds. It was like just a way to get started into the episode, probably. Yeah. Well, great. I like Cap Code. Yeah, I know. I know. I actually didn't mind him this episode. I actually thought he was pretty good. I know oh, that yeah. idea will have a it gives a is a chilling reception from you, Jeff. But I liked his return. <laughs> yeah, it was it wasn't as chilling this time. Actually, like I said, I actually didn't kind of didn't mind him. You're not a fan of Captain Cold? Oh no! Last episode, I went off on how much I can't. Oh. I despise that character. Is it because he talks like? Part of yes. Part of it is I cannot stand the <laughs> slow, monotone way he speaks. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's I don't know. It, it's growing on me. It's growing a little bit on me. <laughs> I I, I kind of like the character. I kind of wish he was. I hope he returns some more. Something happens. Ugh. Well, they, this is the second time this season they brought him back. I mean, might as well just make him a regular again. You know, just keep bringing him back. They keep finding excuses to bring the character back. Might as well just make it official. Yeah, in some versions they make him a hero in comic books. It's in different time points, so. I do like that he reminded Barry, like kind of of who he needed to be. You know, like you said, the line about "Don't do Savitar's thing, do your own thing." That was nice. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, and I and I and I like the line where he said, "If Cisco saves me, I'll put in a good word with my sister." That was oh, great. Right. <laughs> oh man! Because since the, that actress who plays, I forget the character's name, but his sister had had starred in the Star Frequency, but I got canceled, so now she can come back and be in the Flash again. Oh, was that her? Oh, okay. Yeah. Something. Poor Frequency. Poor every time travel show. See, there you go. Why are you except, in time except, travel? Uh, except uh, what the, what's his face? Timeless was the only one that survived, Timeless, and it yes. only we almost didn't survive, but then did. And I think there was some time travel involved for its survival. <laughs> right, that's our theory. <laughs> probably, probably there. It have right. It has to do with Flashpoint, right? Is what we said. Probably so. Seems like Flashpoint. <laughs> um, I, I I do think uh, the scene with Joe and Iris, where he kind of sings to her a little bit, like they were talking, reminiscing stuff. I thought that was a very really good character moment. It was. It was a. It was a super nice uh, da- father daughter. You know, every, all the stuff with Jesse L. Martin is so good, man. And, and like any of the relationships he has with Barry and Wally and Iris are so like real to me, and like I just believe it, it, everything. Yeah. Well, that, that guy has done everything. So yeah, uh, he's the man. He's great. Yeah, I can do no wrong. Um. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Go ahead, Francis. I was to say, uh, you know, Iris, uh, I think, you know, she was accepting her death and that whole uh, little message that he left, for, she left for him. Like, that really, that was good. That was very effective heart string pulling with the uh, the vows, pretty much giving her vows on the, uh, on the, on the phone and recording her vows. Yeah. I was like, wow, all right, well. And, and that's why she has to die, because you can't put all of this emotional weight on what she's doing. And not have it pay off with an actual death, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Man. I still think they're gonna they're gonna do something. And again, I'm totally fine if they do that. Like, uh, I'm actually I actually appreciate if when people make the choice and they actually stick with it and kill off characters and don't bring them back with some nonsense time travel shit. Like, I actually respect that. Yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, because I was already doing that with with Black Siren. You know, they're bringing Laurel back when it wasn't it wasn't necessary to bring Laurel back. Now, if they do this, that is with- a much cooler Laurel, though. I will say that. I yeah. think. Well, that's true. No, that's true. Yeah, but, but no, they didn't. Well, that's true. I guess they could always bring a. Oh, maybe maybe that'll be a happen next season. Barry will go to a different Earth and try to rec- oh, fall in oh. love with an Wu and Iris over there. Oh, no. I hope <laughs> that'd be terrible. So like, I'm just gonna go to 51 other Earths until I find an Iris that'll just like mine that will be with me. That's sad. That's really sad. I know. <laughs> but I got uh, In the chat, uh, Carrie Johnson helps us out and says, Lisa Snyder's her name, Golden Glider, is who that Golden character is. Racist okay. says, I wonder how the Killer Frost story will play out. Uh, that's actually one thing I forgot to say in the summary. Uh, Cisco went to have his showdown with Killer Frost, uh, so we also see them fighting in this episode. Yeah, why did he go for? I felt like that was it was his destiny. It was like a Luke Vader are thing. They, are they trying to beat the destiny though? Oh. oh, Barry says right. Barry says this is your. This is the only chance you have. The last chance you have to save her, you got to go do it. You got to go try to save Caitlin. Like we can't just save Iris. We got to try to save her too. Yeah, but they could have done it afterwards. <laughs> they had time. <laughs> well, in his vibe, I think believes that this is his last chance or something. Oh, all right. Fine. <laughs> I think she'll be back. I think she'll be back as a hero, as, as a good guy again. 
I really want to actually, I mean, I, I, I've always thought Caitlin, but I really like her as Killer Frost. I would actually kind of like her to be Killer Frost, but still kind of be good. Or kind of almost like maybe a vigilante, so like bad, good but bad. No, no, I agree with that. Yeah, she should keep her powers, but at the same time still be a good guy. And if kind of like what they might do with Black Siren on Arrow. Yes. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. I accept. But Killer Frost, like, oh, man, see that costume and the way the makeup they do, she looks so awesome. Mm -hmm. The white hair. Oh. What if you have Black Siren and Killer Frost get a spinoff? They could join Cupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call them the... Birds, birds of Craig. Yeah, they're, they're the enemies. They're the birds of Prey's enemies. That's what they are. They're the main villains of birds right. of Prey. They're the wolves of Wall Street. I don't know, but we'll, oh, uh, come on. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I can see Black Siren, Killer Frost teaming up though. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. says she does look good. She also said Birds of Prey, but she yeah. says in the chat she just doesn't understand the Killer Frost logic. In other words, that Flashpoint just made. I guess why she became Fuller for us, why she's doing this, why she, you know, she's evil. Because she's the only one where her meta power makes her evil. Like nobody else's meta power makes them want to be evil. But they had one it's person. Kind of almost, hey, I'm going to be evil because of my meta power. But she's the one that says, oh, my meta power is the thing that turns me bad. It's the only they thing. Had a, they had a number of people who got their powers from the previous, the Flashpoint timeline kind of go crazy for some reason. So I guess that was trying to set that up. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, too, I guess, right? They saw the, the Earth 2 one, and she was evil, so they're like, oh, powers must equal evil? <laughs> like, are, you, are you telling me if she didn't know that the Earth uh, Earth 2 Killer Frost was evil, she'd been like, oh, I guess I'll just be a good... Actually, killer. yes. I think, I, I, I think that is a big part. I actually think part of it's psychological. Okay. okay. Be. Because they made such a big deal of it, right? They're like, I don't want to turn out to be that Caitlyn's, mm. though, that, that Killer Frost. No, that's, that's a good point. Uh, and no Julian this episode, early enough. Oh, that was oh, fun. Yeah, well, I, didn't, I forgot he was even around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was he gone fun. for? Yeah, sure. and, oh, they didn't do one of the things where they usually say, like, Julian's off in England visiting his family or on a trip. <laughs> oh, what if, I, what if he's the hologram? That was a, that's not really Iris. Oh, but that's maybe. Maybe he's making up for being Dr. Alchemy, right? And so he's sacrificing himself? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Or, or he's going to pop up with Killer Frost and try to turn her or something. Mm. Well, yeah, that's his main motivation, obviously, to save Caitlyn. But then his hands get frozen and we get Cyborg Julian. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. He's <laughs> power. What's Julian's power? That'd be more ridiculous than Cyborg Superman. Because everybody's got powers. You know, he call himself Cyborg Flash because why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though he's not a speedster, he would just call himself that. Uh, well, with cybernetic arms, he can they get super speed. So if he gets in a handstand and 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 moves very fast, <laughs> that's the go. only way he can do it. Yes. <laughs> or he can like chop things up real fast in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> yep. He has his own food show on the Food Network. Call me the Blender. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. oh man, we're on fire here with these uh, <laughs> these jokes today. Wow. Uh, all right, all right. I don't know. Anything else you guys want to pipe in here on for Flash before we wrap it up? Mm, no, 
I'm good. All right. So let's do some ratings. We do this out of lightning bolts. So five lightning bolts is the maximum rating. Marks, what do you give it? I want to hear you guys first. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to be influenced by us. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to give it four lightning bolts. I think it was a solid up. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just as good as arrows. I can even get four and a half. I thought it was, again, I didn't realize they were going to actually go through with it, which is the thing that pushes it up for me. I'm like, okay. It's amazing. So four All right. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll have to go four and a half. I don't think it gets much better. I'm assuming next episode is going to be a five. We'll see. I think so, too. Yeah. I'm very confident that these finales are going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm not so confident about Supergirl. I'm very, yes. Oh, Arrow okay. and Flash, though, I can't wait. Oh, all right. Yeah. Arrow and Flash have done a good job building this whole arc to this moment. Flash Girl, I felt like, has been a little bit scattered. Flash Girl? Did, say? Did I say Flash Girl? <laughs> Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different hero, man. She's like flashing people. That's a different show, yeah. <laughs> has been all over the place. That's for sure. Yeah. That's the Earth, uh, Earth twenty five version of her, where she's she distracts people by flashing. Uh, you missed the Earth. Uh, good Earth sixty nine reference right there. What good Earth? Oh, but that's too high. There's only fifty two. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, fifty two plus sixty nine. <laughs> They weren't in numerical order. They're just there. <laughs> That's true. There could be 52, and they just go out of numerical order. They just make up their own numbers. It could be, yeah. yeah it's it the could... all-sex world. You have to be a certain age rating to know about Earth-69. Right. <laughs> Only people 18 and up live there. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. I like uh, that. You're not going to see that on CW, folks. <laughs> However, not a bad HBO show, maybe, or Showtime. CW After Dark. All right, there we go. There's our ratings. Uh, so very exciting. Uh, Lester's mate likes the Flash Girl in the chat. Anyway, very excited uh, for the finales here um, next uh, week. I actually think, yeah, they, they, I agree. Arrow Flash in particular, like this is probably I've been maybe more excited, I guess, now for these finales than I have in some of the past ones. Like they've done a good job. You're right, building the, the tension up and anticipation. Not since season two for Arrow. Was season two? Um, season two for Arrow. Yeah. 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 That was the big. That was the really good finale. Oh, all the Flash ones have been really good, actually. I gotta say, I mean, yeah, all no, the seasons. Yeah. I agree. Yep. I know, Mark, you weren't as big as the Zoom reveal, but <laughs> I was a little, a little let down by that. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's pretty good. Yes. All right. Well, then we will be back next week, folks, uh, to talk about all the episodes. So you know what? So after you watch all the episodes, you're like, "Oh man, the seasons are over. I'm so bummed." But then you can think, "Wait, this Sunday, I can still watch DC Action Hour and talk all about it." Exactly. So that'll get you excited. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, all right, so that'll be, that'll be our last episode for the, the season as well. And uh, thank you very much for everybody who's joined us uh, this past season. Uh, besides that, we're, um, let me give you some links first, and then I'll tell you about the other shows. So, Francis, where can people check out what you're up to? Uh, I'm a part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network at poipodcast.com, but all of the stuff that I do personally at sincere-sarcasm.net, that is the website. And please follow me on the Twitters, a.k.a. The Other Guy. All right, Marks. All right, you can find stuff about me, uh, the podcast I co-host, John Entertainment, other works I work on over at markspile.com. And, um, and you can also feel free to tweet at me anytime over on, on Twitter at Mr. Marks. Yes, tweet him whenever you want. Tweet him about Flash Girl and other things like that. Yep. Hashtag Flash Girl. Hashtag Nolicity. Hashtag Earth69. 
<laughs> we got a lot of to become something else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, of course, you could uh, the shows I do, you can find at supergeekedup.com, including my Super Knocked Up action comedy series, which is also on Amazon now. Uh, all those links are right on the homepage of supergeekedup.com. Uh, Marks and I also do a thing called Monday Night Mayhem with some other cool folks, which is a RPG gaming show. Uh, Marks, of course, will not be there tomorrow, uh, but usually you'll see him there in all the other weeks. And uh, however, that gives me a chance now. So I, I'm going to fill in tomorrow as a GM. I'm going to actually be game master for the first time ever. Um, and we're actually going to do. Uh, so I found a game which I had found before, and I, it's called Lady uh, Blackbird, and uh, it's a steampunk RPG. Uh, but it's very, uh, it's very, it's uh, kind of very easy to get into and play, like kind of as a one-off. So uh, tune into that next week. It's uh, I think it'll be funny, like cool airships and all that good stuff, and and uh, you know dueling and shooting steampunk type guns. So uh, and the rest of the gang will be players in that in that thing. Uh, so you can have fun with us. And uh, actually, you can you know if you're in the chat live, you can help us out with some some stuff tomorrow as well. All right, cool. And then, of course, next Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll do our last show of DC Action Hour. We'll talk about all the finales of Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow. All right, hey, that's I, it, folks. Wait, wait. I thought yes. of a slogan for Flash Girl. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Distracting crime, one flash at a time. <laughs> that is good. That all is right. Good. <laughs> there we go. Nice. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, thank you. If you're, thank you guys for watching live. Everybody really appreciate it. You guys are great. Uh, if you're watching the post, we also appreciate it. Of course, you can always tweet us at Super Geeked Up with your comments if you weren't in the live chat. And uh, all right, that's it. So on behalf of uh, Francis, Marks, and Flash Girl, uh, I'm Jeff. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. See you later. Bye.